Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to another handsome episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today I just watched season five, episode 10, according to Netflix, The Other Woman. I have to say that this episode, I've never felt dirtier or more squeamish um, as things were progressing. And um, a lot of major things happened in this episode. Um, But before we really dive into it, I want to, uh, well, I want to tell you that you can leave a voice message anytime for this podcast. And there's a 1,000% chance that I will play it. I got a message from a a young fella by the name of Raphael. And um, we're going to take a break, listen to a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to go right into that voicemail message. Hello, I want to send you a quick message on the Other Woman episode. One of my favorite scenes is the uh, last scene between Don and Peggy, when Peggy finally gives her uh, her notice. Um, that's probably one of the most dynamic relationships I love about this about the series, is the relationship that Don has with Peggy. Uh, Don looks up to Peggy just as much as Peggy looks up to Don. And the one thing I do love is that throughout the season, we tend to see Peggy finally gain some self-confidence in her abilities and herself as a woman. And I really enjoy the fact that now she realizes her self-worth. She takes a risk as much as Don would probably take a risk in his career and leaves him because the only person that she would really want recognition from is Don, and she hasn't been given it. So I really enjoyed that scene. I really enjoyed the, the throat swallow by Peggy when she realizes that Don just wants to leave now. Uh, a lot of great acting by both John Hamm and I believe Victor Moss that plays Peggy. Uh, great. Sorry it got cut off. It looks like this message system only allows for 59 seconds. So it got cut off, but uh, really good, good uh, message. Thank you so much for sending it. And to be honest, uh, I got the message the other day and I listened to it and I didn't even realize, wait a second, the other woman's the next episode coming up. Luckily, I kind of forgot everything that was said. And believe me, you know that by now because I'm already trying to remember what happened in this episode that I just finished watching. So the fact that I'm listening to uh, or the fact that I heard the message before I saw the episode, it didn't even dawn on me uh, that he was referencing what happened at the end of this episode. Major, major, like, moment and great points. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening, now, uh, for leaving the message. Now, you can leave a message like this. Uh, let me just find the URL. I'm clicking, clickety-click, click, click, clack. Um, and if you go to... Anchor.fm slash made man slash message. If you have the the, uh, the Anchor app, easy. Uh, but even without the app, you go to anchor.fm slash made man slash, I can't talk, message. You can leave a message, just like my buddy Raphael, and you could become world famous. I mean world famous. Right now, um, I'm assuming Raphael is getting calls and offers um, well, not right now because the, the, I'm talking and the mess, the 
episode isn't out yet. But once this hits the masses, dude, watch out. Your life's going to change forever. Now, speaking of lives changing forever, um, Peggy, who didn't have... Um, I, I want to say she didn't have a major part of this episode, but she did. I, I literally just watched it. And you think, um, you think I remember what happened? Uh, this episode is called "The Other Woman." And I was trying to figure out who is the other woman, who is the other woman, who is the other woman. Uh, is it is it Joan? Is it Megan? Is it Peggy? And really, the other woman, the idea of the other woman, is Jaguar or Jaguar. Or Jaguar, depending on how you say it. And uh, that was the big get. That's been the big get. You know, uh, last, what was the, was it the last episode where Don said, we're going to be working nonstop on Jaguar. And that's the only thing we're going to be working on. And this episode starts with a couple people that I was like, who are these people? Like, did, did we skip ahead? Am I in the right season? It's a couple of these faces I kind of recognize, but I didn't see them that much. But they're all in the conference room. They took over the conference room and they, like, remember Don said, they're working nonstop on Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. And they have this, they have this plan, this idea of calling it the mistress. Like, it's the mistress. It's, you know, you want the practical car like the Buick. That can be your wife. But really what you really want, what you really need is that mistress on the side, that fancy uh, sports car automobile that maybe it's not practical, but it gets Heads turning, and it it excites you in ways that the more practical car just isn't going to do. And that's kind of what they were going towards, um, and that's like what Ginsburg was kind of leaning towards. Uh, and Don was all for it. He said, "We can't say mistress. The salespeople can say mistress, but we can't. We have to find a way to do it uh, without you know being overtly you know." Uh, pushing this whole quote-unquote mistress thing. Now, at the same time, while this is going on, they're, they're working their asses off, and Peggy's working on the... Uh, she's, she has her own campaigns going on. She's got... There was, like, something she needed to sign off on, and Don's like, hey, you're in charge of everything. Just deal with what you're doing, sign, and, you know, you can sign off on it yourself. Kind of like passing the buck to Peggy. She's like, okay, great. Uh, but she's also working on a deal for... Um, what is it that it's the cologne right remember they did this whole is it cologne or alcohol i forget um but i think it's cologne where uh this the whole thing is like um like hard day's night or help or one of those beatles movies where they they wanted the beatles music and this woman this guy goes running from people and goes into a bar and it's filled with more women and it's all about the, the you know the attraction of this cologne uh and Peggy's been dealing with that because, oh, they were having a meeting uh, and they, um, Ginsburg, it was Ginsburg's job, but Ginsburg was the lead on it. But Peggy had to uh, kind of take the lead because Ginsburg is working too much on Jaguar. So there's a phone call on that and they're like, well, they still treat her differently because she's a female. So it's like, well, you can say you work with Ginsburg. She's like, I'm his supervisor. So she spoke up. She said she was the supervisor. And the guy was like, you know, um, sales have plateaued. We don't really need to run the ad anymore. It, and they're like, well, it's Valentine's Day. She goes, but why do women don't buy things for men on Valentine's Day? And then Peggy came up with this great idea uh, where this woman, Lady Godiva on a horse, and she picks up the man and she 
Um, you know, it's what every woman needs to get her man. I don't know, some garbage like that. But whatever it was, it worked. It sold. And they want to do something in Paris. And, um, you know, Peggy goes and brings that to Don. And Don snaps at her. Now, he snaps at her, I think, because he's been dealing with a couple other things going on with some of the other women, quote unquote, get it, other women, um, in the office. Uh, and I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, all over the place. But Peggy, I mean, I guess we could just go through Peggy's um, like whole thing right now because it isn't that related to what's going on. So Peggy, uh, and it is related to the voicemail from um, Raphael. So Peggy, okay, I'm good at this. I'm really good at this. So she goes to Don with... Um, uh, Ken and Harry, and they're all excited because they they you know they they kept going the campaign and they want to go to Paris. And Don was like, "We'll give it to Ginsburg," and she's like, "Well, I'm the one who came up with it." And he's like, "But it's his account." And she's like, "Oh, I guess I'm not in charge of everything then." And Don snapped her and like he was, "Oh, you want to go to Paris?" He takes money out of his wallet and throws her right in her face. Go to Paris then. Uh, she goes off into the other room and Ken comes in and she, you know, he, she's like, I'm not crying. I'm just, uh, he's like, look, we'll get you to Paris. I'll figure out. Otherwise we're out of here together. She goes, Oh, you, you and that stupid, uh, that stupid, um, pact we have where if we leave, we both leave. Well, um, she's like, I'm going out. So she goes out <clears throat> and she goes out to meet. Who just called to meet Freddie. I forget his last name. You know, uh, one of the Murray brothers, he, um, he was the guy who had the drinking problem and had to be like, oh, seasons ago. But apparently they're still friendly. And he was basically saying, you know, you're good at what you do. And if you don't want to be there, you know, maybe it's time for you to move on. And if Don wasn't dealing with this, if you, if Don wasn't your boss, he'd probably be the same thing, way. He'd be supporting you in this. And whatever he said, it resonated with her. You could see her kind of think about it like, you know, I have a talent. I'm good at this. I could find better work and more money. Why not? So she takes a meeting. She takes a meeting with, um, I, I don't remember the guy's name. Now, the actor I know from, he was the chief of police on Lethal Weapon. That was on for a little while. It was good until they ruined it and fired the star of the show. Um, and he, uh, he was also on Bates Motel now that I think about it good actor he is kind of don's rival at a different firm kind of you, you you kind of root against him he seems a little too car salesman like but maybe he's not as genuine as you as you think he is except he took this meeting with peggy and he wowed her she was like you know what do we need to do to get you and she wrote down um what is it creative chief eighteen thousand dollars a year and slid it over and he goes let's just Let's just make this easy and take this completely out of it. He crossed out eighteen thousand, wrote nineteen thousand dollars a year, and uh, towards the end of the episode, she had this big smile on her face, and she's like, "I think I need a milkshake." Towards the end of the episode, there's a big celebration going on, and we'll get there. We will get there. Uh, Don didn't feel much like celebrating, and believe me, we'll get there. And at this moment, Peggy was like, maybe we could talk. And, oh, she said it before they got word of uh, the big exciting news that made all the celebration happen. Uh, Don wasn't that excited. And Peggy was finally like, 
Um, no, he's, he's like, let's talk. Let's talk now. He thinks she's asking for a raise. She comes out and says, you know, you're like a mentor to me. It was, and, and just like the, uh, the, the, the voicemail from Raphael said, like it was some amazing acting. Like I'm looking at, at Don Draper and I'm like, first I think, is he going to scream? Is he going to, is he going to yell? Is he going to snap at her? And she's basically saying, you know, I've, I'm, I'm moving on. I've taken another offer. He thinks it's a play for more money. He's like, you know what? Great timing. You're asking for a raise. You know, he was kind of being a little tongue and like sarcastic about it, but he was also saying, this is um, good timing. He was going to give her a raise. And she said, um, nope, it's not that. And he says, tell me what the number is. Make up a number and I'll beat it. She could have said 20,000. She could have said 25,000. He, he, he claims he would have beaten it. And um, she's like, no, I want to thank you for this opportunity. She's like, I'm giving my two weeks notice. And he snapped at her and he's like, well, you know what? We have a lot of great guys in there doing freelance. We don't have to wait two weeks. And she's like, okay. Um, he was pissed. But she goes to shake his hand and uh, he takes her hand shakes it but then he holds her for a second he just kind of kisses her on the hand and it wasn't sexual it wasn't like i'm trying to seduce you it was like you and i like you've meant so much to me um in what you've done now he has the same thing going on with his wife he thought and his wife left uh, left advertising altogether he has this with peggy purely professional seeing something, nurturing it, guiding it, being a mentor um, to the point where she was very good at it, confident enough to talk, talk to him like an equal, yell at him, give it right back to him. And at this point, she just feels like she's outgrown this job. She's outgrown this position. She's outgrown this firm. And it was very sad, like seeing her... Um, and him, it was like touching, right? So she goes into her office, grabs her things. While, th while people are celebrating, she just walks out of the office. And like this look of like, like almost fear, almost like, I uh, can't believe I'm doing this. She gets to the elevator. The elevator opens up and this bright light from the elevator shines on her. It's almost like the light is shining on her. And the last second before she gets in the elevator, this big grin goes on her face. Like, I did it. I'm, I'm out of here. So she seems, like, really excited. And then the kinks started playing, right? It's kinks. Girl, you really got me now. Uh, and that's how the episode ended. Now, believe me, that was a major thing that happened in this episode. And it wasn't even, to me, the main story of this episode. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, right away that, that I wanted to get that out because A, it's related to um, to the voicemail and B, because it's just kind of like I couldn't, once I started talking about Peggy, I couldn't stop. Peggy Olson, no longer, it's Sterling Draper, wait a minute, Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. And at this very moment, nobody knows except Don. Everyone's too busy celebrating except Don. Why are they celebrating? All right. Let's roll back. I'm going to rewind. That's me rewinding. Going all the way back to the beginning of this episode. And uh, we talked about... We talked about Jaguar. And everybody working their ass off on Jaguar. 
That's what was leaving Peggy to work on other things. Well, while the creative team is working on mottos and slogans, we got the salespeople, the account team, kind of schmoozing the, uh, the people themselves, the clients. And they bring this, well, I'm just going to say this disgusting piece of shit. They bring him out to dinner, Ken and um, Pete. Now, remember this. Pete, you are garbage. You will always be garbage. Anything you do from this point forward will be stained by the fact that you are garbage. And I'm not going to even say you're garbage for what you did to Peggy. You're garbage for what you did to that nanny. You're garbage for what you wanted to do to that girl at driver's ed. You're garbage for what you did to that, that dude's wife. Well, you're probably going to try to do it again. But that is, that's almost, that's almost like shitty expected bad behavior from um, a jerk. What you did, what they all did, except for wonderful Don. I mean, what say we want about Don in the past. In this episode, he was the good guy. Say what you want about it. But at this dinner meeting, they're trying to charm this guy. And you know what? Getting women for their clients, they've never been above that. They've taken, they took that British dude, that, and he was another Jaguar guy, right? They took him to a whorehouse, a brothel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're prepared to do that again. But, you see, this guy didn't want to just have some woman. He has a thing for redheads. He doesn't even want some redhead. He wants Joan. He literally came out and said, you know, when I was in your office, we were taken on a tour by this amazing redhead. They're like, oh, Mrs. Harris. And he's like, I would love to spend some time with her. And they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, we could ask. You can ask her on a date. He goes, eh, I don't know. You know, I, if, if you could set something up. He basically said, look, if you can get me a night with Joan, you can get my vote. And they didn't even need this guy's vote. So apparently there's three people, I think, on this board, and they need two of them to approve um, them getting the job. These guys are all working their asses off. And this guy basically comes right out and says, um, you know, if you can get me a night with this Joan person, you'll have my vote. And he goes off to go to the bathroom, and Ken's like, why didn't you say she was married? And Pete's like, well, he's married too. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the issue. Like, we can't do this. This is terrible. This is disgusting. Right? Well, see, Pete, remember, he's slime. Like, pure slime. And with his hair creeping back further and further on his forehead, it's, uh, it's making him look even slimier. Like, you know, okay, he was this, first season, he's like this young jerk, you know, again, I called him a sociopath, but trying to make it, trying to impress people. Now he... We're five seasons in, and he just looks like the kind of guy that should be 500 feet from any school. Just a creepazoid. Um, and he loves to talk and sound fancier than he is. He's very much like, like uh, just, oh, I just, I just 
I want to say the F word, but I'm not going to. But I hate him. He comes into Joan's office the next morning and tells her. He tells her. Now, he's like, look, I, this is awful. I feel bad. We're, I don't think we're going to get Jaguar. She's like, why? He goes, well, he, the, the, we took this guy out from Jaguar, and he, he wants something, and obviously we can't have it. She's like, well, what did he want? He wants you. And she was insulted right away, as she should be. First of all, the fact that he came to her and said it, even the fact that he came to her in the first place, garbage, garbage, garbage. Now, she was like, um, oh, what did he, she say? Like, you know, we could, uh, what would be, he even said, like, how much would it cost? And she's like, you couldn't afford me. She was insulted and pissed off about it, um, as she should be. It's insulting, you, you know, just, it's, and it's called prostitution. I, was it, was it she that said it? I think it was her that said it. It's called prostitution. Um, and Pete was like, you know, uh, he was like, I apologize. Uh, but he, he left with a smile on his face. I forget exactly why. I feel like she, maybe she said something and he was, it, it left something on his slimy face that he decided to call all the partners in and tell them this. And he had this idea of, oh, he said something about $50,000 is a lot of money. Um, I forget how it came up, but, and I literally just watched the episode. You'd think I'd remember these things. He um, brings all the partners in and tells them. And Don is pissed right away. And, and Lane is pissed right away. And Roger's pissed right away. And Bert is pissed. They're all pissed. And um, he was like, well, I, I, I said that to her. And, you know, it was like, I forget exactly what it was. But um, they were talking about offering her $50,000. Like, it was like a percentage or something. Oh, he talked about the commission. Uh, percentage of the commission, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like she was part of the sale. Prostitution. Uh, 50, being $50,000. And okay, they're like, well, I guess you'd have to see if there's a line of credit, you know, we could extend for Jaguar. And uh, Elaine's got this look on his face like, uh, I just extended $50,000, didn't tell anybody, then stole some money to write a check, and I want that Christmas bonus. And he's just like, let's just forget about Jaguar and give us that Christmas bonus. And Donna's like, this ain't happening. This is garbage. I'm out of here. He leaves. And, um, it, you know, it's one guy. You know, we, we don't need him. He was basically saying, we, don't, we need two guys to vote. We don't need him. Let's, we can earn this on our own. We can make it good enough. And um, he leaves the room. And Pete's like, speaking of one man, we don't need him to vote. And all the other guys... The word is complicit. They all turned the other cheek. They turned a blind eye and um, said, you know, if you can, basically, if you can make it happen, make it happen. If she's in for it, if she goes for it, you know, Roger's like, I don't like it. I'm not going to vote for it or whatever. Um, but if, you know, he's not going to stop her. Something like that. Lane went right to Joan. And Joan was insulted that they even knew. She's like, I didn't want anyone to know. And Lane's, you know, Lane said, you know, $50,000. I'm trying to discourage you from doing it. $50,000 is a lot of money. Now, mind you, 
was he discouraging? I'm thinking now, was he discouraging her so she didn't take that fifty thousand, so she didn't, he didn't have to go extend the credit? You know, I kind of think that might be part of it actually. So maybe Lane, I thought Lane was at least saying, look, if you're going to do it, ask for something more. It's not enough. It's not enough for you. I'm trying to discourage you. But he said, ask for a partnership in 5% um, to make her a partner. And he left. Now I'm thinking he did that just to not have to call the creditors to extend the credit to give her cash. Oh, my God. What a... Everyone is just garbage. So she goes to Pete and says, and she goes into Pete's office and Pete, you know, he's, he has this like, like slime look like, okay, I'm here to help you. Um, let's see what we can do about this. Like a big fake friggin' grin. And she says, I want 5%. I want 5% and I want partner. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. He goes, it's non-negotiable. And he said, okay. Goes to shake her hand. She just looks at him like, get out of here and leaves. Um, later on, oh, so uh, Don's in his office. Now, meanwhile, I'll talk about this a little bit. Um, Megan, Don's wife, has an audition. She got an audition for a job. Uh, and Don's like, that's great. That's awesome. She's like, yeah, he goes, uh, so she goes to the audition and then comes back and says, um, oh, so she goes to the audition, but I think it was before the audition, she stopped in to the office and, uh, was all excited, all amped up to visit Don with, she was with her friend. Her friend got really frisky playing, like messing around flirting with the guys. And she took Don into the office and they had office sex. Ginsburg was like, huh, she can just come and go as she pleases. That's my Ginsburg way. She could just come and go as she pleases. That's not a good Ginsburg at all. I'm trying to work on it. It's more, it's got a more of a Brooklyn accent. More of a Brooklyn accent. Very much, almost like Woody Allen. Um, very much like, uh, you know, like the very high-strung Brooklyn accent. I can't do it. Um, and he, you could, t I saw that he wasn't Judging her, I could see, I could tell, oh, he's using this as inspiration. So, um, Megan's story really quick. She, um, got a call back and he's like, this is great. That's exciting. She goes, yeah. And he goes, she goes if I get it, because you have to come visit. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, it's in Boston and, and, you know, it'd be eight weeks of rehearsal and blah, 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 blah. He goes, so you just leave for three months? And she yells at him. She's like, this is, this is what it is. You think I'm just going to be some kind of singing waitress down here? And she got all pissed. He's like, do whatever you want. Come and go as you please. You know, he's like, uh, or whatever. He was pissed. He didn't like that. She went on her audition, her callback, and it didn't seem to go very well. The guys were kind of like that casting couch, weird, like turnaround. They didn't show the whole audition. But at the end of the episode, um, she was like, you know, it didn't go well. And he's like, she goes, how did your pitch go? He's like, meh, I don't know. And she's like, the difference is I want you to succeed. He goes, I don't want you to fail. And they made up and everything was good there. Now the pitch, let's talk about the pitch. But before we get to the pitch, he is in uh, his office. I think it was after one of the fights with Megan. He's tired. Uh, probably was after he yelled at Peggy. And Pete comes in. He's like, good luck tomorrow. Good luck with the pitch. Um, and uh, he brought up the Joan 
was doing it. He goes, I just want to let you know. You, just because you're not there, you left an absentia, whatever, something like that. And it was a four nothing partner vote um, to approve, the, you know, Joan. And he, he's like, get Mrs. Harrison here. And she's gone for the day. And he goes, get my things. He's pissed off at Pete. He goes right to Joan's apartment. Now, what we didn't, what I didn't talk about was earlier in the episode, Joan comes home and her horrible mother's there and the refrigerator's broken, you know, and they're just, she's talking about um, wanting him, wanting uh, her husband to die. Like she was like, everyone would be happier if he was dead and uh, don't talk about, you know, him like that in front of Kevin, uh, even though it's Roger's baby. Uh, and but the big thing is the the fridge is on the fritz. She's like, I'll figure it out. Um, so obviously she this is her showing that she needs a little money. Uh, and Don does not like this. He goes right to the house, sees the mother. She comes out in uh, in a nightgown. She's like, I was just about to jump in the shower. And Don's like, Listen, you don't have to do this. Don't do this. It's not worth it. All he said was, it's not worth it. And she's like, I thought everyone approved. And he goes, nope. He goes, I, 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 you know, I absented. I don't know what the hell the word is. He left. He left. They voted behind my back. She goes, I thought everyone approved. He goes, I didn't. I don't. He goes, you don't have to do this. Um, if, if, you know, we don't need him. If we don't get Jaguar, we don't get Jaguar. It's not that important. It's not worth it. She says, you're one of the good ones. And he goes, I just want to let you know. She goes, I'll be fine. Don't worry. And then uh, he's like, all right, have a good night. And he leaves. Now we go to the next day and we see Don and everyone show up at Jaguar. We got, if I remember correctly, Ginsburg, Stan, Roger, Harry, Don, and Ken, I think we're there. And they're going in. Now, while they're going in, another team of it's coming out. It's like they're all eyeing each other like they're gangs, gangs of ad, ad men. And they go in, and Don gives... Oh, I jumped ahead. Ginsburg comes into the into Don's office uh, and says, you got a moment? It's permission to talk freely. Um, I'm not doing a good Ginsburg, um, but I'm... But I did get complimented on my... Uh, on my... Uh, Harry... Crane. Thank you very much. I did get complimented on that. Um, my Harry, my Harry, not Crane. My Henry. Henry, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his last name. But that's his name, Henry. He's not even in this episode. So why am I even talking about Francis? Son of a bee. That reminded me. I got a message from a guy named Corey on Facebook who said uh, that, well, he talked about how much he loves the show and he's rewatched it a few times and he recommended I watch it again after I'm finished. And I, I got to do that. I don't, I don't rewatch a ton of things because there's so many series that I haven't watched yet that I'm very rarely rewatching things. So um, I definitely got to, I should do that. But first I got to finish it. But he, um, he said, and I quote, your Henry Francis impression is spot on. Now, I tried to say that as Henry Francis, and I feel like I've lost it because I haven't heard him in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mets, um, 
Maybe we'll hear from him next week. This is I'm losing it. I'm losing. But thank you very much, Corey, for the message. Okay, okay. So, so back to where I was. So, Ginsburg comes into the office and is like, "Can permission to talk freely?" And he talked about um, the beautiful people and uh, attaining things and the mistress. And it wasn't about the mistress. They didn't want to do the mistress because, um, oh, after Don heard about the Peggy, the the um, the the Joan thing. He yelled at everyone creative. We're not doing the mistress thing anymore. It's cheap and we're not doing it. Blah, 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 blah. Ginsburg comes up with the great idea that, um, you know, women, these beautiful things, you want this, you want that, you want that, but they all have a life of their own. They all have a thing. They could come and go as they please. Where a jaguar is something beautiful that you can truly own. And that was it, jaguar. Something beautiful, finally, something beautiful you can truly own. And Don's look in his face like, oh, it was almost like, it was just pure elation where he's like, oh, you did it. And Ginsburg's like, yes. So fast forward back to the uh, pitch. They go into the pitch meeting and uh, the, Don is just talking his ass up. But at the same time, he's doing this. This was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt watching this show so far. We go with Don, just words, smooth, this, that, about this and the beautiful woman that you want but you can't have and the, the unattainable. Uh, and at the same time, we are seeing that Joan is going through with it. She shows up at this guy's hotel room, and he is already in a bathrobe, looking like like if if your feces took a shit, that's what he looked like to me. And I know, I know, that's a little graphic and a little sweary, but he is so vomitous that uh, he's worth it. It's worth saying. Uh, this guy is is there, and he's like, "Come on in, hey, let's have a drink. I got you something." He gets her this like little emerald. He's like, "I thought with your complexion, it was em- it was beautiful." And he's like, "I gotta say, I don't know how much longer I can detain myself. Let me see him. He wants to see her, her boobies. I, I don't even know how to say that without sounding creepy. I was gonna say her breast. That sounds even creepier." Um, he just, he wanted her to take her top off. Why didn't I say that? I should have said he wanted her to take her top off. That is much more mature, which clearly I'm not there. Um, and this is happening. And at the same time, Don is like, Don is just weaving these words and these, everyone, all eyes are on him and he is nailing it. And so is Joan, which is gross to even say, because the next thing we know, they're lying in bed next to each other. And, uh, he's like, you were great. Thank you. Joan's just like, okay. And she can get up and leave. And Don is like, Jaguar. Finally, something beautiful you can truly own. And at the same time, this guy doesn't own Joan, but he might as well have like, I mean, he, I don't know, whatever he took from her, it was just awful. Um, And you just fell for her. Now, it's a weird thing because she's getting something pretty great out of it. Business-wise, financially, something that could set up her family for her and her son and take care of them for a long time. And you gotta, you gotta give Lane credit, where he—I don't know if you want to give him credit. God, it's kind of gross because she was like, "Oh, you, you. I thought you were going to talk me out of it because you, because you had feelings for me." He's like, "I'm trying to care for you and for the for the business at the same time." Oh, did I finally figure out a lane? Is this my lane? It's very much like it's British, 
but it's also scratchy. Oh, that's not a bad lane. Um, and it's very proper. Oh, maybe I finally figured out my lane impression. I'm not sure. It's not terrible, but lane, you know, we know lane has some creepy things in him. Um, and he, uh, but he put this thing in her head where don't take $50,000. Because she said, that's like four years of my salary. Take 5% of the company, which could set you up for life. And she is getting something out of this. So it's like, look, she's a grown girl. She's a grown woman, girl. She's a grown woman. And she's dealt with lots of crap, mostly from men. Roger, just coming in and out of her life. And then the last time they're together, impregnating her. Her husband, coming in and out of her life, joining the army, raping her in Don's office. Uh, just like she, at least with this, at least maybe she's thinking, at least with this, I'm taking control. I'm making the decision. Even though Pete did kind of guilt her into it, that piece of shit. I'm making the decision and I'm getting something out of it that is truly going to help me and my son. At least you have that. Now she's back in her, um, we see her back in her apartment and she's in the dress and she's looking at the emerald and the, 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 the necklace that the guy, that the garbage person got her. And then the mother knocks on her bedroom door and says, uh, Don Draper from your work is here. Your boss is here. She's like, why did you tell him that I'm here? He goes, cause it's your boss. And then she puts on her nightgown and goes out into the main part of the apartment to talk to Don and that's when you realize that what, we, what we're seeing now is what we saw before. Meaning that the night before, they, um, <clears throat> not even the night before, well, the night that Dawn went to tell her, please don't do this, she already did it. So when she says you're one of the good ones and she looks down like, oh, you know, like, after Don says we don't need we don't need it it's not worth it you, you could see her almost feeling like you, at first you thought her she's like you know what thank you for saying that it's nice to hear someone saying I don't need it someone has my back you're right I don't need to do it but when you see it again knowing that she already did it it's almost like oh, what have I done now Don thinks he may have talked her out of it he doesn't know she already did it so he goes into that meeting, that pitch meeting, and he is rocking it, and he's killing it. And he comes out of it. He talks to his wife that night, Megan. says, I don't know how it went. I hope it went good. Goes to the office the next day. And when he goes in, that's when Peggy's like, uh, Peggy wants to talk to you. He goes, Peggy, come on in. And then Ken comes running down and says, oh, this, this firm is already out of it. I just got word they're out of it. They got the call that they're out of it. And he's like, oh. And then Roger comes out and says, this other firm just got a call. They're out of it too. And they're like, uh-oh. What could this possibly mean? And, Ro and then all of a sudden, there's a phone call from Jaguar. And Roger's like, get all the partners in my office now. All of them. They're like, you can't keep them on hold. Like, I want them all to hear this. So in goes Bert. In goes Pete. In goes Lane. In goes Don. And then Don looks. And in comes Joan. She's a partner. And how is she a partner? Don looks at her 
and realizes she's a partner because she went through with it. And she looks at him and just gives us like, yep, don't worry about it. And Don's probably thinking, did she go through with it after I talked to her or was I too late? I don't know if he's thinking that, but I wonder if, I wonder if he's thinking that. And Roger gets off the phone and they did it. They got Jaguar. Now, everyone's excited, but Don feels like um, it just, you could see that uh, it didn't, it didn't resonate with him. And I, I forget, because then they're going into Pop Champagne. Oh, and they were talking about um, something, again, about the Christmas bonuses or something. Lane pops in about the Christmas bonuses. And, and Pert's like, we're not doing Christmas bonuses this year. But next year, because they got a car, everyone's excited. Everyone's celebrating because they did such a great job. But Don knows that maybe it wasn't just the job that pushed them over the top. Maybe it was what Joan did. So there's a couple things that you feel like Don is thinking that maybe my work really wasn't as the good thing that got the job. Maybe it was the fact that Joan had to do this. Or the fact that Joan even had to do this in the first place. It's just disheartening. Everyone's celebrating. And you know, even Joan, I forget. Because he, did he say you, it, you didn't have to do this or it didn't have to be this way? And Joan was just like, uh, you know, um, I'm a, uh, I'm a I, I, I forget what she said. I'm a big girl. I don't know. I, for, I feel like there was an interaction. I already forget it. Uh, and I did forget that when he brought Peggy into his office, he goes, oh, is it because of Joan? She's a partner now. And Peggy's like, what? He goes, there were circumstances. She's been with the firm for 13 years. Um, he didn't want to say what the circumstances were. But um, you could just see Don was just kind of like, it was a little punch in the gut. Like, we got this. We have work to do. Our job was good. Roger's like, it wasn't even close. Well, maybe it wasn't close. Maybe it would have been closer if... And maybe the work didn't just uh, speak for itself without Peggy, without Joan. So, like... That's a, that was a, it was just a rough episode. And then on top of that, after all that happens, like, you, that's the major part of the episode. Yeah, Peggy's got a, someone in her ear. Peggy's got these job, um, these job offers. But the big thing of this episode was getting Jaguar and putting Joan in that position. Joan doing it, um, whether it was out of guilt, whether it was out of necessity, but just doing it with that pile of goo. That, you think, is a major thing that happens in this uh, episode. Oh, and then at the end, Peggy quits. It's like, whoa. And I'm not saying that, like, that was a, like, it didn't get enough attention. What I'm saying is, is that that was, like, another twist, a little, like, oh, you think this was big? Well, check this out. Peggy's out of here. And she's smiling, and she likes it. Now, is she gone forever? I don't know. I mean, she's in the show. You know, the one thing I hate about watching the show on Netflix is that when you go to the, the show, it shows a picture 
of like the last season and everyone looks different and some people aren't there and some people are there and people are standing next to each other and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? Um, are these, you know, like these people have different hair. They're different, you know, but they're still there. And you try to think who's not there and you see this, like I see, it didn't take me, it took me years and then, or not years, it took me seasons. And I look and I'm like, hey, that's Stan in the back with a big beard. And there's Betty next to Don, and and I like there's no Megan there, and and Peggy's there, so Peggy's there. So I'm just like, the fact that that it doesn't tell me anything, but it tells me something, uh, and it spoils. It doesn't. It's hard to say. It's not a spoiler, but I hate knowing anything. I want to know nothing about an episode, about a show, except oh, what's the premise of this episode? I don't even care. I'll, I'll watch it, and then I can read anything I want about it. Um, so it's funny that I got that voicemail from Raphael about this episode before I watched the episode. I didn't even make the connection. That's how much I listened to it the first time. I was, I was just like excited. I got a voicemail. Um, and then I listened to it again. I'm like, hey, yeah, that happened tonight. I, I know what he's talking about now. Um, so the fact that I, I just long, long way of saying that I assume Peggy sticks around. Uh, whether she's on every episode, I don't know. Whether she comes back to Sterling Cooper. Draper Price. Um, yeah, because Pete's not on the name. So it's Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. I don't know. I don't know how it works or what's going to happen. But I'm excited. I mean, ideally, and I hate to say this because it's not like I'm rooting for Sterling Draper Troop uh, Price now I'm, um, with what they've done. But it's like, does she go to this other firm and see the grass isn't greener on this side, even though the money is? Does she come back? Does she never come back? I don't know. I'm excited to find out. And I just realized that this is already uh, episode uh, 10. I want to say 11, but it's 10. So there's only two episodes left, I think. The reason I'm thrown off because Netflix had the first episode of the season is a two-parter, but... Everywhere else I look, it's considered episode one, episode two. So I think I only have two episodes left in the season. And it's like, this season, this just flew by. And it's no different than any of the other season. I watch one episode a week, and I talk about it. But I just feel like this one went by so quick. And uh, before I know it, we're going to be in season six in a couple of weeks. And then season seven. And then I'm gone forever. But much like um, Corey suggested that I rewatch Mad Men, I suggest you stay subscribed and re-download and re-listen to my voice over and over and over again um, until. Well, no, I don't have an until. I couldn't think of anything. Just keep listening. Um, and look, as I said, I've said in the past, when this show's done, there will be future shows. I enjoy doing this. And uh, I look forward to whatever the next show will be. But that is a long time away. Many, many weeks. And, um, oh yeah, I've gone into that voice. Here it is. It's almost like um, Froggy from the Little Rascals. Hello there. Um, let's bring it up a little. Let's, there we go. ESPN. Um, it's a long way away. We have many, many weeks, many, many episodes, many months ahead of us. Um, the journey is not over. The journey continues. Uh, 
and I want to thank you for listening. You know, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod or at FansNotExperts. The Facebook page is FansNotExperts. I very rarely go there, as you can tell by the amount of how long it takes me to respond to messages. And the website is FansNotExperts.com slash MadeMan. Ooh, made man. I'm getting tired, and I'm about to go to sleep. But before I do, <laughs> I want to thank you for listening and coming along with me on this journey as I strive to become a maid. I have to go to sleep now because I have a 5K tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Humble brag. Goodbye.